This podcast may contain some spoilers about the film we're going to talk about and also some bad words and foul language. Sorry, Mum. Hello and welcome back to what we're going to call Season 2 of the What A Load Of Rank podcast. This is the podcast where we discuss movies, movies from The Lighthouse to Molly's Game, from Baby Geniuses to Midsummer. We watch them, then we score them very scientifically, and hopefully at the end of all of this, we will have a full list of the best and worst films of all time. And we'll my name. <laughs> yeah, okay. Interrupting my introduction. Sorry, great Sorry carry on. Two, Sorry. Thank you. Sorry. My name is Ed Cunningham. I am joined, as always, by someone who p- could possibly benefit from being able to stretch out his limbs. It's Hamish Douglas. Howdy, y'all. <laughs> what was that? Yeah, was he really quiet? He was really Hamish, quiet. H- Hamish isn't here. I'm just a tiny cowboy. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, a tiny, is, is, tiny... is your, is your um, uh, secretary still around? I don't know what you mean. <laughs> okay. I'm, a t- I'm a tiny cowboy. That's all I am. And what's the name of this character? Uh, my name is Rancho. Rancho. R- R- Rancho. <laughs> Rancho. 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 You can, you can see the thought process there. So good they twice. You really, really didn't think about this before doing it. <laughs> I'm committed to the bit. <laughs> Um, I am also joined by, oh my god, what is that disgusting thing? It's clobbering time with Jim Stretton. Oh, I was, I was really hoping you'd go to Garen then, but uh, it's fine. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome back. I hope they, those enjoyed season one enjoy season two. Okay, and it's the person who, I don't even notice when he's around, it's the invisible woman, Garen Harry. Flame on. <laughs> 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 you got your really? characters mixed up there, Garen. <laughs> Let's see how long Rancho stays with us. That's going to be fun, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yes, you may have been thinking, actually probably weren't thinking at all, that uh, what happened to this podcast? Well, we stopped for a little bit. You were probably like, mm. I didn't even know there were going to be seasons. What was season one? When did season one end? How many episodes are there going to be in season two? Well, who knows? Why are you asking these <laughs> questions? Get out of my house. Um, so, yeah, we're entering season two. What are everyone's plans for season two? Because uh, my plan is um, I'm I'm going to lean in uh, to to more obscureness. I feel like I was my picks for last season's films were trying to be a, a bit too diverse, a bit too, you know, one week it's like the lighthouse, the next it surfs up. I feel like I'm just going to go all in with with the weird films what what have you guys got planned for season two uh hi hi guys i'm back sorry um the tiny cowboy is gone and uh he had a name it was rancho rancho (laughs) (laughs) use his name um my plans for season two are more nudity i think Um, more nudity Great on a um, audio um, media, <laughs> but that's what's that's that's what's so fun about it. No one knows that I've actually I've got my cock out. Haven't you got your cock out in another people, ep- pe- episode? People don't usually notice anyway, Hamish. <laughs> Zing. 
Nice. Um, yes, I'm going to lean into the weirder side of cinema as well. Great. Jim, what, what are your plans? I, I, I can see you've always got something up your sleeve. No, oh, I was going to say, say really rude words and then hope that you beat, you beat them out and it'd be funny. But um, I'm going to try and not use um, words like... Um, <laughs> stuff like that because I think there's no problem with it but other people have said that there is a problem with the word um, we edited it out and you just said it again said no, it don't worry I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bleep it every single time <laughs> no, um, I need to stop laughing at my own jokes as well that's, I think that's uh, feedback from other people yeah, maybe, uh, maybe, not, maybe that's the lesson you could take away not just from this podcast right, yeah. in life <laughs> okay. I like to think that when this podcast is at its best, it's when it permeates into the into our lives from the day to into the day to day. <laughs> Garen, um, I see that your plan for season two is a new pair of glasses. Uh, it, it is. Uh, um, yes. <laughs> oh, he's, he's on form today. Woo-hoo! <laughs> this is going to be a Garen episode. I like this. I, Garen firing on all cylinders. I think that uh, we weren't taking things seriously in season one, and I think we want to give our listeners, all, all two of them, hi mum, hi dad, uh, a uh, a fair and reasoned explanation for our for our ratings and, and a sensible discussion. So I think I'm going to be more serious. We're all going to be more serious. Yeah. Uh, uh, no fun here. <laughs> Uh, yes, that's why he's got the glasses on for more intellectual podcasting. Also, did the scoring um, go out like out the wind? Like, did we forget about like the the scoring things we did in season one? Because I I'm, I feel locked to this twenty. There's fifty five I gave Baby Genius in the very first episode. It's pulling me down. <laughs> Look, I mean, it's. I think it's that's a a problem individual to you. I think we've got we've still got to take into account the scorings from last season. You know, in Game of Thrones. You know, they would take into account the season that went before it, mm. apart from the last one. Yeah, you know, they, they just went, just finish it. Yeah. Fuck it off. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, um, it's a continuation. So the scores stand. Uh, I think we've got about 18 or 19 uh, uh, films up on the scoreboard at the moment, um, which we'll uh, continue to add, to add to. We're carrying on with Garen's pick uh, for a film, which was the 1994 film uh, Fantastic Four, uh, directed by Ollie Sassone. Written by Craig J. Nevius and Kevin Rock, and here's a little soundbite for you. But the forces of evil are out to destroy their cosmic power. Find them! And to survive, they must utilize all their strength. to put an end to their arch nemesis. Doom, it's clobbering time. The Fantastic Four. Okay, Garen, please tell us why, oh why, did you choose for us to watch an unreleased film from 1994 um, that is quite a struggle to watch 
because like superheroes are all the rage now everyone loves them they're absolutely everywhere and it's all people talk about ever uh th there are no other films it's just marvel every single year and uh i i this i just thought i'd jump on the uh the old hype train and uh are you saying this film was ahead of its time oh, oh by far yeah i mean i feel that this film actually kicked off the uh the the saga of uh uh, of Marvel as 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 we know it, I think. I is think this the this first film. in the MCU? Considering yeah, all this, the, uh... this and Howard the Duck really set uh, 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 laid the foundations. <laughs> for... um, yeah, this film. So as I said, it, it was unreleased, and the production history on it is a little bit kind of out there. So I don't know if you guys want to, uh, if you've got any any facts that you know of the making of this, but I. I was led to believe after reading that this film was basically made to hold on to the rights that this guy had bought of the Fantastic Four franchise and needs to make this film, but with no intention of it ever seeing a cinema ever. Yeah, well, no, it was produced by uh, Roger Corman, who's famous for doing low budget films. So he did, I think, the he might have done the, the monster from the Goonies or something. He had a hand to play in that. So he produced this movie and he's kind of was like the driving force behind it. But it, the documentary Doomed, which is about the making of this film, <clears throat> there's a bit of a mystery about it. And it seems that basically Fox bribed the producers and the director to not release the movie um, because they, they didn't want it to be associated with the brand because they knew that they were going to make their own Fantastic Four movie at some point down the line because they, the, they owned the property. So apparently someone made a lot of money, but it wasn't really any of the, the cast. But the mm. cast all really believed in it and they all really they thought that like, yeah, this is gonna be huge and da 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 and it wasn't quite finished and like the version we've watched isn't a, isn't a finished version. But the cast all really believed in it to the point of the guy who plays Ben Grimm the thing, he paid twelve grand of his own money to do this um uh like to tour the movie basically they were doing their own pr so going around talking to different magazines and he got a cease and desist letter to stop promoting the movie which kind of tells you a little yeah. bit about they they basically wanted they didn't want it to get released um but it, yeah it it is crazy it does mean that the, the film is available to watch for free on youtube in in glorious 240p uh <laughs> which i was really glad i put on my glasses to watch this film um so uh, let's just start with uh, some of our first impressions uh, of the film. Uh, Jim, what was your first impression after watching this film? You know, I have to be truly honest, I'm not a huge superhero movie fan. I know it's horrible. A lot of people, are, I mean, I watched them. I haven't seen the new Spider-Man yet, but I want to. I get enjoyment out of them, but I'm not like a, oh, that's, that's Doctor Doom. He's played, been played by this person, this person, you know. Um, so going into it, I was thinking, oh, fantastic the the Fantastic Four in two thousand and four with um, is it Jessica Alba? Um, yeah. I thought that was okay. Um, nothing really to write home about. So I was thinking, all right, Garen's obviously gone niche with this one because it's much better. And within maybe two frames of this movie, <laughs> I was thinking, Garen, Garen. Um, <laughs> I, I'm wait, I, and I look. I look at my watch, thinking, "All right, maybe an hour's passed." It was like twenty-three seconds or something like that. <laughs> Abs absolutely dreadful. 
I like I like at the beginning of the version we watched as well. Someone edits in the the Marvel page flicking. Is um, that not thing? in yeah. the original? Oh. No, no, no. That's, oh. who, that's whoever uploaded that <laughs> edited that in to make it look like it's yeah. This is part of the part of the the MCU Disney franchise. I was really, I was really, I was really sad that Stan Lee didn't make a cameo in it. <laughs> that would have really sort of. Uh, <laughs> this is the only like Marvel film that was made without a Stan Lee cameo. Just, just, he was the one doing the cease and desist. <clears throat> <laughs> please, please stop. Please don't. <laughs> um, oh. uh, Hamish, what was your first impressions? <laughs> so bad. <laughs> I've and I've watched this twice now. <laughs> Because I watched when we were gonna, because when we were gonna do this ages ago, I watched it, <clears throat> and then blanked all of it out, um, and then <laughs> when we had to do this again, I was like, oh, I don't really remember anything, so I watched it again. Yeah, it's rough. It's a rough movie to watch. So th- this is <clears throat> second impressions. Did, did anything? Did you gather any more information from a second time watching it? Um, there's a lot of picking up women, like just literally lifting women off the ground. And then holding them, and <laughs> yeah, weird. without without consent. <laughs> it, In fact, one time it's a blind like, person. Yeah, it happens <laughs> like three times in the whole movie, um, and then there's a whole weird bit about like I don't know Reed Richards and uh, Sue Storm's relationship is <laughs> a, a little bit old girl. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. problematic. It doesn't start p- particularly well. But um, he's so dreamy. <laughs> But Garen, like, it, yeah. sorry. <laughs> Garen, is this film everything you thought you wanted it to be? Oh, I, honestly, it was it was it was perfect. It was brilliant. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's mad to think this film actually has a cult following as well. People people really really love it, and they think that the guy who played Reed Richards is like the best depiction of Reed Richards. Uh, he was voted better than uh, Yoel Griffith. <laughs> just, right. I I don't disagree with that. They're both oh. pretty bad. I like Griffin's <laughs> good. Um, the yeah, so it's just it's just absolutely mad to me, and the, and like the way it was done, it had a million a million dollar budget, and like it it, it basically looks like a porn parody. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it had a million dollars, but I mean in in comparison, the the film, the actual the sort of first release film that came sort of you know two ten years afterwards, uh, it had a budget of ninety million. So, but that's, that's, that's mainly the actors. But still, it, it's more so. They had a minute. What did they spend that on? Like the tin foil suits? Like, <laughs> well, that's that's part of the documentary about this movie goes into that a bit, and it sort of talks about like where did the money for this go? Because no one's really sure. And it looks like it looks like uh, there was some dodginess going on with the finances. Well, the 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 suit that um, the thing and Doctor Doom wear was took up most of the budget i'm trying to find the exact um yes yeah, i can imagine that for it um but it's a yeah. prop, it's a pr- proper high quality suit that he's got believe it or not yeah no it's it there's there's it a video like of it tronic uh, like some sort of like a uh, robot mechanism lips. didn't it yeah lips, <laughs> they're kind of they're kind of weird looking but it's kind of cool like the, the suit the lips, was pretty cool like the, the lips move suit. independently the, the suit, yeah. suit was decent like it just i don't I know if i call it cool that... but it was it, it was it was it was something it was impressive they had a separate separate guy to also wear it. It wasn't the actor wearing that suit. They made it for another dude, which 
I didn't get that. He, 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 had, he had somewhere else he needed to be on the day that they were shooting that scene. Yeah, so and they, the guy... They put the guy like who costume plays, director, isn't it, or something. The guy who plays the thing when he's in the orange outfit is shorter than the other guy. <laughs> I was thinking that as well. Like, the, the actual dude who's, who's Ben is bigger than the thing. He's got more muscles yeah. in his... Yeah, oh, very bizarre. Um, the, uh, the Doctor Doom costume is pretty cool. Like, that's pretty comic book accurate. And in all the other Fantastic Four movies, they've always butchered Doctor Doom's, uh, mm. like, out costume design. But this actually is pretty cool. I don't understand, though. Right. Okay, so if they put so much money into the Doctor Doom costume and to the Thing costume, why did, was the, the actual Fantastic Four costumes just like an afterthought? Because it's literally like someone's just put on a blue morph suit and sort of painted a number four on it. They are unbelievably <laughs> dreadful. I, I love they make the note of saying as well that uh, oh yours yours is flame proof or something uh, and as it like as if they've been made with their powers in mind. It's like well how does the other one stretch with the guy? Like, never, or how how does the other one turn invisible? <laughs> I do like they he's, gave the thing just little little blue underpants as well. That was very, yeah, very nice just, touch. We had these spares. Yeah, he's he's all he's already feels like a freak and it's like we're gonna give you little hot pants. <laughs> <laughs> it was so tight. <laughs> Does um, anyone want to ha- have a stab at trying to give a brief description of the plot? Does anyone feel confident in that? Can I, I'll, oh, I'll can go. I, uh, Hamish, uh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Well, Hamish will know all the names of of like the creepy goblin man and uh, and all this. Uh, he's so the jeweler, yeah, and but he's not he's not he's not a character from the comic books. But basically, they didn't have the rights to a Marvel character called the Mole Man, so they essentially took that character and called him the Jeweler. Right. Okay. So go on, Garen. Go, give us a kind of brief summary of what happens in this film. Uh, so uh, there is a massive comet going past planet planet Earth uh, called Colossus, uh, which I thought it was going to be Galactus. Like, isn't that the Galactus is like the big spaceman and they're pro- probably a rights issue again um and they're trying to suck energy from from him from his from his teat uh they make this big <laughs> you said that just as i was swallowing water <laughs> uh they, they they make this big massive sort of pylon and uh with the ridiculous budget that they give these kids at, at college because they're all college students uh despite Even the they're fact all, that they're at 37 <laughs> <laughs> the guy who plays ben's about 50 <laughs> like, um so they uh and then uh dr doom before we know it's dr doom dies at that point and dies in video commas Victor, um, Victor, what's his surname? Victor Von Doom. Victor Von Doom. That was a little joke. Um, I'm sorry. Through oh, some sort of ac- uh, accent, uh, accident, and it, and it's sort of. Speaking of accents, the accent was terrible. <laughs> uh, and uh, the uh, uh, so it's a time gap later, whereas previously we've had little little tiny Sue Storm and a little tiny Johnny, uh, both. Uh, Sue's got a massive crush on Reed Richards, which is super mm. creepy. And then time. Yeah, that's later. one of the times he picks someone up, isn't it? He picks up this. Yeah. He picks. Yeah. He picks no, he hits. He then... hits. He hits her with a door, and she falls <laughs> on the ground. And he doesn't. He, he he doesn't jump to her rescue straight away. He's like talking about something, and then helps her up, and then picks her up. 
and she's like, she's like, I'm going to marry that man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so uh, then it time jab, and now she's all fit and everything. So they just decide, uh, oh, do you want to come to space with us? We're all going to space. Do you two random people who have no science background want to come to space with us? He knocks on the door. I was like, (laughs) will Sue and Johnny want to come to space with me? I don't know. You better ask them. <laughs> and then there's like a weird, and then there's a weird thing. I'm going, ah, ha, 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 ha. It's oh. so. Awkward. And then as they're leaving, as they're leaving, the mum says to them, "Oh, look at it. It's the Fantastic Four. And it's just like, oh, for fuck's sake. I, I didn't mind that because it was a better delivery than that line in the 2015 film. Uh, right, have you seen that? Right at the very end, they go. I haven't oh. seen the 2015 one. I've, oh. I've, I've done my best to avoid that. Oh, it's. it's it's got a worse Rotten Tomatoes rating than this film. Yeah. <laughs> and it's got Michael B. Jordan in it. So, so the, the, the plot points that I don't really understand, so obviously it's kind of just like setting up, you know, the, the origins of the Fantastic Four and obviously there's, you know, Doctor Doom and all that stuff. It, it's the character of the jeweller, which I, I really don't get what the hell is going on there. It, He's, it, it's like a camp Batman's villain. Like from the 60s. I mean, he comes in and he's in love with this blind woman who has, who who Ben has destroyed a piece of artwork of hers and then she falls in love with him because he picks her up. And uh, she touches his face. (laughs) (laughs) And so the jeweler, and I have to say, there were so many points in this film where I actually audibly laughed, which doesn't actually happen like even in like comedy films. And one one of the moments was the, I put this note down that says laser dance. Which is where imagine you know that sexy oh come what film is it the sexy film where she's entrapment the women what's that entrapment entrapment she's doing is all that yeah. uh, no. between like the, these laser beams which will set off an alarm but instead oh, yes. of that imagine like a little a little old short man hopping from <laughs> over laser beam laser beam uh, that that really did. Did, did so, it was like someone got a laser pen. <laughs> he's just like jumping over it. Yeah, at knee height. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't get that because obviously he's a jeweler, so he loves jewels, uh, and he and he steals this jewel, replaces it with an identical one that is completely. Why didn't he just give that to, to the blind woman? Because I'm yeah, sorry, but she wouldn't know. <laughs> Give her a rock. <laughs> what was the point of that? <laughs> it, it's crazy. Um, so, so yeah, there's a. Uh, I don't know where we got to in the plot. Then there's some sort of um, uh, bullshit where Galactus or whatever he's called in this is coming back, and they want to. I can't really remember. Like this film, the plot kind of gets left by the wayside just because of all the moments in it which are just so bizarre that I, I can't focus on any of the storyline. Um, like, there's there's some great lines in it. I've I've, I've written down a couple of, of my favourite lines. Uh, there's a line that says, um, careful, I must be in shock, which I think is just brilliant. Oh, yeah. I mean, when he picks up, they go, oh, that's crazy. Yeah, and they, they all like cheering, like, oh, my God, we all survived. But they haven't even noticed that Sue's not around yet. 
his own sister it doesn't yeah. even notice all the important characters have survived <laughs> it was like they, they, they fell out of space like they, they, their yeah. shuttle crash is in tiny bits they're all okay just walking around not even just sort of affected at all or reacting that much to it plus their clothes are fine too <laughs> just in a field <laughs> uh, and another line i've got here is holy freud batman i thought yeah. it was a great line because is, is batman always been dc yeah yeah so uh, it's just a bizarre crossover sort of what why if you if you had to say it's just a, a funny line isn't it it's just a funny reference, line i think and 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 the final line i, I really enjoyed was um the final battle between, uh, what's his name, Mister Fantastic, is that his superior name? Mm. Yeah. Between him and Doctor Doom, he says, "This is for being a real jerk," and then he punches in the face. So I'm going to do to you when I see you. <laughs> so why don't we why don't we go and, and just if there's any moments, particular moments which you enjoyed, why don't, why don't we go around? So Jim, what is there any moments that you really enjoyed or thought were, were noteworthy? Any specific moments? Um, the end? No. Um, <laughs> no. My my, fa- my I think my favourite bit, or the bit that sticks with me, is um, they go to after a, a bad accident, and um, Victor Von Doom, uh, Doom, sorry, is uh, is in, is injured, right? As far as we're away, he's injured, right? Then uh, I think it's Mister Fantastic speaks to this doctor, who t- it turns out to be a henchman, so it, it made a bit more sense, but the henchman's lines were his burns were too severe and then mr fantastic says um where are you taking him to the morgue <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's got to be better ways to say <laughs> somebody's died <laughs> where are you taking him to the morgue <laughs> um it was just it was just horrendous um hamish hey, hamish hey, any 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 particular moments that jump jumped out at you on the yeah, second watching particularly there's a there's a couple of moments in this movie where there's declarations of love that seem to come out of absolutely nowhere. Yeah. There's there's one I swear it's really weird. She the blind woman is being held hostage and then she tells Ben Grimm that she loves him despite the fact they've only met once. <laughs> I think. But also yeah. but but also then like I think like 5 minutes later she doesn't know that it's actually him. So I don't know what happened there. <laughs> I was really like- and then, really like, confusing. At the end of the film, she actually says, "Oh, by the way, my name is Ali- Alicia." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, she yeah. says she loves him, and she's like, like ten feet away from her. Like how she, how she can know it was him, and just like, and, and I love you. He's got a different voice. It's two actors yeah. playing. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. I'm also then, over here. This is Ben's and, penis. <laughs> and there's another. <laughs> There's another bit as well when um, Sue Storm tells Mr. Fantastic that she loves him and it's kind of like, all right, just happens out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, he says, I, and I love you too, but he says it in a way of like, like a father says. Not to daughter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's weird. I did. I do like, uh, so the film ends with them, them getting married. Sorry, spoilers. Um, I do love that he's wearing, she's wearing wedding dress, but he's wearing his Fantastic Four suit. <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah. And, and, then, and then you got, you yeah. got the arm at the end. <laughs> the arm it was, it was, it was the chef's kiss. <laughs> just like... Yeah, the, the car's like pulling away and his arm is outside, just <laughs> waving about. <laughs> I mean, just... 
so fake. It was so funny. This this film, I think more people should watch it because it's an absolute meme factory, and I don't know why it's not more like prevalent across the internet. There's some hilarious moments, and and any that jump out to you, Garen. Oh man, uh, just the the store Johnny Storm one where where he does the he, he chases the laser. <laughs> it's like a laser destroy in New York, and he's like, I've always wanted to destroy this laser. <laughs> 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 Ever since I was a child, I've always wanted to destroy this laser. Like, what the what the fuck? You <laughs> like, even found out where it was five minutes ago, and then he he he, he turns into a fireman and then uh, and races the laser. Like he's he's like chasing after it and to get it. From... But despite despite the fact that the start of the film, they're just like. Nothing can travel faster than the speed of light. <laughs> it's him going faster than a laser. And that and that power just comes out of nowhere. Like there's also another bit just before that where it's sort of been revealed that you know Susan Storm's uh, power is invisibility, and then all of a sudden, right at the end, she does like a, a force field shield against these people. Like and it's just like out of nowhere. She's also got the worst power out of all of them. Most of her like attacking ability is her standing in between two guys running at her, <laughs> then <laughs> then vanishing so that they run in, into each other. <laughs> there's there's a pause before it happens. There's a pause. <laughs> Visible. It keeps working. <laughs> they keep falling for it. <laughs> Oh. There's a bit where they shoot each other as well, like through her. <laughs> like she turns invisible. She doesn't turn like completely, like transparently. You can just put <laughs> your hand through it. Like matter can move through her. No, <laughs> she can't shoot. be seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did. I did enjoy the actor who uh, plays Doctor Doom. Uh, his name is Joseph Culp. Um, obviously, he's got this big mask on throughout majority of the film, but he does some lovely hand and finger acting. Every, t- every he, time he's, he's on screen, it's all about the hands. He was basing it on Mussolini. Was he? Yeah, that's what he was going for. And, and he he, re- he really, really tried to get his uh, voice re-recorded because that was like, it wasn't meant to sound like that. It was just, um, he was it was going to be dubbed over later on, but obviously it never got to that point. Yeah, it, there is a bit of a sort of um, Bane issue going on with a lot of sort of muffled speaking, which... It's yeah, they didn't, they didn't bother record, uh, re-recording it. It was them speaking through their costume, wasn't it? That hit yeah. the thing. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Um, he also does a lot of... He's obsessed with touching other people's faces. Everybody's face... If he gets close to someone's face, he's, 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 <laughs> he's giving it a good, old, a good old touch. Almost like the blind girl, actually, now thinking about it. Mm. Um, I, I loved um, some of the uh, uh, special effects in this. Um, the uh, elastic uh, limb special oh. effects were something to behold, especially sort of in the final moments where they're in a in this trap. There's sort of these beams where they can't move it when they're in them. So he stretches out his leg and gives the thing a little kick to turn it off, which um, I particularly enjoyed. And, and his and his trousers also stretch with him. Uh, so. So the trousers have superpowers as well, essentially. <laughs> I mean, can can we forgive the special effects for this film, considering, you know, it's a pretty low-budget film. It probably wasn't really finished. I mean, just just to kind of give you context like of when this film came out, sort of films that came out in the same year, I've got written down, The Mask, 
Stargate, and then the year before Jurassic Park came out. Um, is this forgivable, Garen? No, just like, do you know the story of what happened with the special effects of this film? Please tell uh, me. So the guy they hired, they thought they were hiring the special effects director for from Independence Day. As the guy did Independence Day, they thought they were getting him. It turned out what they were getting was the assistant to the assistant to the special effects person <laughs> who essentially lied <laughs> and told them there was someone else <laughs> to get the job. <laughs> Sounds pretty good. Was, was this the guy for the computer effects or the or the practical effects? The, 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 this is the computer effects. This is the, so Yeah, well, like, it shows. It's, it's like, what's, it's, what's, what's he doing now then? I don't know, but I'm probably still hopefully got... not special effects. <laughs> <laughs> Has he still got a career? I hope so. <laughs> like Sharknado <laughs> or something. <laughs> just he was oh it was just it was like well, it was just cartoon, wasn't it? It was like when he turns a fire, the fire was just like he just turned into a little cartoon man. <laughs> it it's just... it's strange <laughs> that it looks like a film that came out ten before ten years before it did. Like yeah. he, he Nineteen ninety four though, I mean, well, oh, I guess Terminator Two had pretty good special effects. Well, as I said earlier, you might you might have just ducked out there, Hamish. A year before that, Jurassic Park came out, and I know budgets are very very different, and it's maybe harsh of me to say that, but you know, it was starting to get sort of this technology coming out. It's a difference in budget as well, a million pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but also Jurassic Park was filmed a lot of it in dark deliberately mm. sort of hide a lot of stuff and with real dinosaurs as well so that's big <laughs> yeah mm. it, yeah that made it really easy yeah. it access the real dinosaurs <laughs> and actually um uh, for a lot of it jeff goldblum he played two parts so he was in a suit and he played oh. the t-rex in a, in a lot of it oh that's um, cool <laughs> that's that's why it's so believable yeah. if um <laughs> if you guys had the powers of the fantastic four uh what would you use them for? And let's see if we can keep this PG thirteen. Oh, what you mean, stretchy yeah. Willie? Well, I, I didn't say it. You said it. <laughs> All right. About about um, a couple of moments ago, you were saying about um, Sue Storm's uh, abilities of being the worst one, but I think it's the best one. I, invisibility. Uh, although I'm not going to do force field, you could rob banks. You could spy on people. You could do all these things. Who do you want to spy on? I don't know. Like, <laughs> you know I'm, I'm, I'm asking as a practical day to day in well, the I'm life vis- of Jim. What 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 do you need to be invisible for? Don't ask him this. Locker rooms. No. Um, yeah. I, I I think mainly is is the main thing to rob banks and to. Um, I see what you're saying, Jim. You but in all fairness, with any of their powers, you could you could rob a bank. Yeah, but then, that, yeah. you've got a glorified guy that starts campfires. Like, well, I'm not having, I'm not having a flaming flame man. I think that's got to be the the worst. At one. least, what? At least he can How? fly. He flies into fucking space at the end. Yeah, he's <sighs> like one of he's one of the best ones. He like. Uh, uh, the way he describes how he uses his power as well, he just says he focuses on a certain part of his body. And, then, and says and then, flame on. And then he just goes, yeah. And <laughs> is that is that canon, Hamish? Does the Human Torch in the in the comic books does he say flame on every time he yeah he does sets <laughs> <Africa>. <laughs> <laughs> he does and in the in the um 
in the like nineties really bad like cartoon TV series of Fantastic Four. Well, there's one there's worse a, than this. There's a really there's a really <laughs> weird ep- there's a really weird episode where the Human Torch starts doing this like lounge room song, and he but it's like Flame On. He does this weird song called Flame On. If you can find Thank a clip you. of it on YouTube, it is really oh, strange. Wow. So Hamish, how how would you use the uh, the Fantastic Four's power? Who'd, mostly, who'd... mostly for good, but I probably would rob banks as well. I would definitely, I would, if I had superpowers, I would definitely do my bit. But I'd also like, if I'm gonna go to Sainsbury's or Tesco's or whatever. I'm gonna expect free stuff. Right. I mean, you can just, you would be able to just sort of stretch your arm and reach it off the top shelf, which would be a bit of a novelty for you, wouldn't it? <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Garen, what about you? Oh, I, I would absolutely love to be the thing. Uh, just... It's got to be the worst one, mate. Yeah. 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 All of them are the worst ones for you. But just like <laughs> walking down the street, there's, there's a big orange man who, who despite the fact that you're You'd be supposedly. Yeah, he's supposedly very, very strong. Got him! Strong. <laughs> Satire. Got him. <laughs> Satire from like two years ago. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so an- another question, Hamish, if this is true to the comic books. So th- there's mm-hmm. a part in the film where, you know, when all of a sudden this blind woman says that she loves Ben and he doesn't become the thing anymore. He turns into a normal guy. Is that is that how it works? No, he's in the in the comics. He's always the thing that's part of kind of the tragedy of his character. But... um in all the other movies, he turns back into Ben Grimm, which makes sense because the actor's probably got some contract. Like, you need to be able to see my face at some point during the movie. Does he turn back into Ben Grimm in the two thousand five ones? Yeah, yeah, he does. They have a machine that swaps their powers for hilarious. Uh, <laughs> it leads to hilarious circumstances. Ah, the old classic uh, body swap. Yeah, <laughs> I love it when that turns into a film because I've never seen it ever before. Did you know? Great in Scooby Doo as well. Not about not about this movie, but the other Fantastic Four movie. Uh, Stan Lee said that Michael Chiklis, um, as Ben Grimm, the Thing, was his favorite ever uh, Marvel performance. I thought, I thought it was good. Like I, I, I remember that film quite fondly. Like the first one, the second one's terrible. The Silver Surfer too. Silver Surfer, yeah. Especially when they get the flying car. And <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> All right. it's been a long time since I've seen that. Uh, the, uh, the the twenty fifteen one is is just an absolute jewel of uh, of a film as well with uh, just really really bad moments, bad special effects. And, yeah, it's uh, terrible. And there's uh, the whole thing with the director as well, who has come out late in his own film and saying that uh, the studio pushed him. Uh, but then there's lots of stuff that's come out about the director being like a bully on set and uh, and. A lot of controversy. Like it's a bit of a weird situation that went on with that one. So, uh... Uh, J- Jim, um, just whilst whilst I remember, uh, I was looking at some of the cast and thinking, do I recognise them from anywhere? They've gone on to do other things, um, and a couple of them have done like minor roles here and there. But interesting minors. Interesting on IMDb, uh, Mark Ruffalo auditioned for the role yeah. of Doctor Doom. And uh, Patrick Warburton on um, Family Guy and other things uh, auditioned for the roles of um, of Ben Grimm. Is uh, it, are, this into, are we into the Statman Jim? Statman no, Jim no, I've got now. something very special with uh, Statman. Oh, okay. These, okay, these sorry, were going to be on, these were going to be my facts. 
Were they? Sorry. It. It's all That's right. right. I'll, I'll, I'll stop there. But I don't, there's somebody, Re- Rene O'Connor, but I don't know who that is. Well, Hamish, do you want to finish finish off the list at all? Or nah, he... fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> nah, those, those, that was that was the rest of my facts. Oh, sorry. That's uh, all right. How does it feel? Because it happens to me every week. <laughs> You're not the only one who's allowed to research the movies. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you boys don't write anything down, sir. So. <laughs> all right, then. Why don't we move on uh, to Statman Jim? As as we are in in okay. the mood, give um, us give us something good if you've prepared something. So, um, I thought to go to break tradition a little bit, okay, and just because it was quite a boring film and couldn't find too much interesting stats on it, because I mean technically it was never released. So I thought I'd do stats on the podcast uh, itself. Um, okay. And, <laughs> and I listened to every episode again. Uh, so no, our, you didn't. Our viewing figures have gone up by one. Um, uh, and noted down the scores that we all gave it um, on each on each of the um, the films. I think we've. Okay. We, I could have cut out the middleman and asked you so that you've got it in your book. But um, obviously, how scoring works is we score it out of one hundred. Okay. And um, okay. I've added together every score that we've each individually given it. Now, who do you yeah. think gave the films in in its entirety the most points? Because of course we had hundreds, we had zeros. A few yeah. hundreds, didn't we? Yeah. Um, Hamish was. Hamish swings both ways, though, doesn't he? He, Does he? gives hundreds and then zeros. <laughs> if you got, if you buy him a drink, maybe. But yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Hamish has given out one or two hundreds, but he's also given out certainly a zero. So that sort of counts um, it down to a fifty, doesn't it? I think the most consistent scorer has been Garin. But I, th- I think I think I'm going to go with Hamish. That's going to be my my shout. I might go to Jim. I think, I think Jim. I, I, any any shit film, Jim's already given it like a sixty True. or a seventy. <laughs> um, what about you, H? Who do you think? Uh, I think it's probably you, Jim. Uh, okay. All right. So um, in last place, uh, giving out nine hundred thirty-six scores uh, with an average of fifty-two per film is Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. I um, thought I'd be the lowest, yeah. Uh, but he has got a minus 10. He's the only one that's got a minus 10 for the mask, son of the mask. Oh. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he goes down a little bit. Um, in third place, uh, with 974, with an average of 54.1, is Garen. Oh. Um, he's, he, he, but he does stay consistent. He's, he's got one uh, for Lighthouse. Uh, he gave one. And then three for the son of the mask. But apart from that, they're relatively high. Um, in third place, or in second place, sorry, uh, with one thousand and forty, is Jim, with an average of fifty-seven point seven percent, fifty-seven point seven. But forty points higher at one thousand and eighty, is Hamish, with an average of sixty per film. Wow! Oh, yeah. yeah, there we go. Oh. There we are. Yeah, uh, interesting. Well, interesting does. stats, then. Uh, I think most most consistent. Um, I, I I was closer to my average on the majority of films. Obviously, I had a couple of lower ones. Hamish is like very hot headed. Either goes a hundred or zero. So, <laughs> so his his middle ground is uh, is not been hit much. But yeah. yeah, nice. Interest, um, interesting stat. Does that count? I I you know what, Jim, I I would give a score of ten out of ten. Uh, for for that Statman oh. Jim segment, I think I think that's maybe one of the best ones you've done. Thank you. 
Because it's not about film. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Um, well, let's move on to the scoring of this film. Um, I do want to remind any listeners who missed our, our Christmas special episode um, that the uh, the chief of maths has now changed from Jim to Hamish because Jim um, he couldn't he couldn't deal with all the numbers. I threw he got, my toys at the pram. <laughs> he lost all his calculators um, and uh, he can't he can't do it anymore. So moving on, let's let's start with the scoring. Uh, let's go with a guy who who suggests this film. Let's go with Garen. Oh, now this is tough because I we've watched some really, really bad films before and I've given them really shit things because they were bad. But this one was bad, but watchable. Like, it, mm. it was watchable. There was an element of storytelling, no matter how bad. So I don't think it's, it's going to be rock bottom, but I'm, I'd say about 20. 20. 20. I mean, you know, I, I mean, there's not much. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Um, Jim. Again, it was what it was one of the worst films I've uh, we've watched in this podcast. Um, but because it wasn't trying to be very good, I'm going to give it some uh, leeway. Uh, it reminded me a lot of like 1970s Star Trek sort of shit, and I was never a big fan of that. Um, so I'm going to give it my lowest score, fifteen. Fifteen. Is that your lowest score of all time? Yeah. Yeah. For um. Uh, yellow submarine fair fair enough um i'll go next uh christ this film is bad there's no other way to put it it's a horrible film however i don't think i can give it a minus score because you know the issue with the mask was that it was just it was offensively bad the, the son of the mask the mask was open, son of the, yeah. sorry it's the son of the mask um uh, that's offensively bad whereas this it's just a poor yeah a poor movie but I did, you know, there were a couple of times I did genuinely laugh at this film. Um, I think I laughed maybe five times in this film. So I'm going to give it a point for every time I laughed. Give it a five. Uh, hey, Michelle, last. I think I'm going to give it a 15. Just because it is really bad, but there are quite funny bits in it. Was that a 15, a 1-5, not a 5-0? <laughs> yeah, a 1-5, yeah, not a 5 <laughs> Just thought I'd double check um so hamish uh as our new chief of maths what does that give an average score of 13.75 13.75 well um i'll give you an update uh, a little bit of an update on the uh, on the leaderboard i'll give well, it's, the... it's number one now isn't it it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, uh... season two <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we uh as it's a new season, I'll give you a little update of the of the top three and the bottom three. That's what I'll say. So, in number one spot, it's Midsummer, and we got uh, Persepolis uh, second spot and Lahaine in the third, and then moving all the way down uh, in number sixteen, we've got the Haunted Mansion. Number seventeen, we've got the Ringer, and number eighteen, we've got Son of the Mask. Now, it's not as bad as The Son of the Mask. That had a score of 2.5. However, it does have the exact same score as The Ringer on 13.75. So, what do we think, guys? Does it go? Is it better or worse film than The Ringer? It's better than The Ringer. Yeah, better than The Ringer. Yeah, it's got... Uh, yeah. It's <laughs> Jim liked The Ringer. <laughs> yeah, it's my, it's my film, but I, I don't think there's... 
a film where they take the mick out of disabled people should be above this uh, sort of novelty <laughs> film. So I'm going to put this above it. Okay, we'll put it above it. So that means it goes into seventeenth uh, place uh, for um, Fantastic Four, nineteen ninety four version of this film. Um, so moving on into into the into season two, the person whose turn it is next to choose the film is lovely Jim Stratton. What have you got for us, Jim? Um, so I, I I take reviews very seriously, and people say that they enjoy watching or listening to the podcast that they may have seen, although the niche niche works a little bit. So I'm going to go for a big film, but a big Spit film... Spit it out, Jimmy! Sorry, sorry, Rancho. Um, <laughs> a, 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 a chick flick. i got some ranching to do! We haven't done too many chick flicks, okay? Um, and uh. I know we're not too keen on them, but a big, uh, big one, if not the, uh, the best one. Do you class it as a chick flick? Anyway, Legally Blonde, 2001. Oh, Legally Blonde. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, oh. Legally Blonde. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. I saw a clip of that recently. It looks fucking awful. But they, people uh, like it. People like it. I was hoping you were going to say um, something like The Devil Wears Prada because that's, 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 cool. that's a quite that's a, good that's film. That's a really good film, yeah. Legally Blonde. <laughs> well, tune in for next episode where we discuss uh, Legally Blonde. Uh, thank you so much for listening if you got sent to this. Uh, reminder that Spotify, uh, you can now rate their podcast. So you need to go onto Spotify if you listen to this podcast on Spotify and give us five stars. Um, I, I'm sure all you lads have gone onto Spotify giving it five stars. Darren, do you know what Spotify yeah, is? We're, we're, on, we're on Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Generally, haven't watched any, listened to any of them yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for That's why we've only got three views. <laughs> <laughs> well, I viewed it twice, it must <laughs> Well, uh, thank you so much for listening and goodbye. It's clobbering time!